Everything faded to black, and as he slid down the mountain, he was unconscious. Charles heard voices in the distance as he began to resurface toward consciousness. At first, he didn't remember where he was or what had happened earlier. He heard a man in the distance, as if in a dream, say, The sun is getting close to the horizon, Joe. In a few fusty weeks, twill be us night. We should move south after we sort this out. A younger voice said, I understand, predecessor mine. Thou'st said this air, thrice now. Charles began to wake up, opening his eyes and thinking to himself, I should remember those words and write them down, thinking it was some kind of interesting, vivid dream gibberish. He sat up and opened his eyes, taking in this whole scene. First of all, he was on some kind of stretcher or gurney. He was outside, in a pine forest, that much was clear. He could hear woodpeckers pecking and other birds. But then when he looked up beyond the treetops at the sky, he realized he was inside a large clear dome. He could see the curving image of the reflected treetops in the foreground and the clouds and the twilit sky beyond. In spite of it, he felt a breeze, and all of his other senses told him he was outdoors. He sat up and looked to his right. There was a panel of computer screens, a man and a young boy. The boy was blonde, wore jeans and a white polo shirt, and sat at one of the computer screens. The man stood beside him, with silver Beethoven-esque hair and a white lab coat. Both were facing away from Charles. Beyond them was some kind of car or vehicle or tank. It looked like a steampunk dune buggy tank had been dipped in chrome, basically. The boy said, Arthur, behold, pointing to a screen to the left of the man whose name seemed to be Arthur. Arthur looked over to where the young man was pointing and said, He awaketh? And then he looked back over his shoulder at Charles and said, He awaketh! Charles could see now that the man looked to be in his fifties and had wild green eyes. The boy turned around and had a gentle face, also with green eyes. Charles asked, How did I... As soon as he started to speak, he remembered standing on that shaky ground, having wandered in or out from the coffee house. He remembered sliding down the side of the mountain, reaching in vain for the door back into the coffee house as the gravel gave way beneath him. He put his hands over his face. The man, Arthur, said, He speaketh English! Joe, he's awake, and he speaketh English! The man walked up to Charles, bowed, and said, I am Arthur Fathom, overseer of operations, and this is my apprentice, Joseph Fathom. Pleased to meet you. My name is Charles Rubin. They shook hands. Art thou from Earth? Born and raised. And you? Born on Earth, raised here on Venus. This is Venus? Arthur laughed. The sir knoweth not what planet he's on. Charles said, I remember there was a mountain, and a valley, and I was choking, and I started falling. Arthur said, 
And how, pray telleth, didst thou receiveth up thither? And what wast thou doing without a mask? The air will not be a staff for another hundred years, or a hundred and fifty earth years, trying to climb Maxwell Monts while holding thy breath. Well, thee art safe now in the Ishtar Terra Coniferous Dome. Charles said, You saved my life. Joe, the six-year-old, piped up. I didst, actually. I did see a door appear and disappear half an earth week ago. I told mine predecessor, but that gent didn't believeth me. Arthur said, I recall thee saying something about a door, Joseph. Does that have something to do with Charles's arrival? Joseph said, You'll has to forgive that gent. He's starting to degrade. It's the radiation hither, methinks. Gets us early. Arthur laughed and said to Charles, Thee see what I has to live with? Young Joseph explained, Thou art the only other person we've seen that wasn't genetically identical to ourselves. Charles said, Oh, I assumed you were father and son. Joseph said, No, this was our project. Well, t'was the project of the original, our predecessor, centuries ago, whose name was Samuel Fathom. That gent hath worked for the richest mistress on earth, and the lady alloweth that gent hast, well, this. Indicating with the sweep of his arm the trees and the dome. Charles said, So are they terraforming Venus? Joseph said, Who is they? We aren't, indicating Arthur and himself. Charles said, I think I get it. So you raise yourself to continue to work, and there aren't any other humans on Venus? Joseph said, Jump! Arthur piped up, There's actually more to that story. Joseph said, Oh, Arthur, aren't they going to tell us that tall tale? Arthur said, Methinks there might be a, some truth to it. Joseph said, That because thou art brain damaged. It's a fartuous story madeth up by one of our predecessors to gallow his young apprentice one night and hath gotten exaggerated. At some point along the line, the older of the two hath kicked the bucket air that gent could pray pardon that it wasn't true. Arthur seemed to be distracted by something on a computer screen. Charles asked Joseph, You said you saw a door open and close? Joseph nodded. I didst, so I hath paid attention to the spot whither it hath happened. I setteth up cameras of surveillance, and I saw thee walketh through. Twas actually very interesting research. Thee hast seemed to beest welly now with the atmosphere while the filter craft was above thee. Then after hath passed, thee choked. Charles laughed. Well, I'm glad I could help. Joseph continued. The door hath opened and closed once ere. Then Teth open it and close it again. That is at which hour thee hath walked through. It has been closed since then. Arthur said, Whither jump thou from on earth? Charles asked, Do you know Los Angeles? Arthur said, California, of course, <laughs> explaineth the accent. Charles said, What year is it? Arthur asked, According to which calendar? Charles said, Gregorian. Arthur laughed again. I never hath heard it referred to as such, but I knoweth the Pope to which thou art referring. For a sir who doesn't knoweth what year tis or what planet he's on, thou sure knowest thy history. The year is 2316, the year of our Lord. And he crossed himself mock ceremoniously. Now it was Charles's turn to laugh. Arthur asked, What ticklest thou? Charles said, It just strikes me as funny that you're three hundred years in my future, yet you're speaking Elizabethan English. Arthur said, Oh, thou art a time traveler. Charles said, Time, space, and dimension. Arthur said, 
I never have heard the term Elizabethan. I assume to refer to a mistress named Elizabeth? Charles nodded. Uh, Queen of England, back in the 1500s? Daughter of Henry VIII? Arthur said, I am quite certain that Henry VIII had no daughters and only one son, Henry IX. Charles said, Really? And how many wives did he have? Arthur said, Just one, Catherine of Aragon. Henry IX united all of Europe and commissioned a most wondrous dictionary beest writ in 1604. Without thinking, Charles said, The original divergent incidents. Joseph said, An interesting turn of phrase. Charles pulled out his notebook. On the first page was written the sixteen tridentisex symbols. Below that was written the first island, met Isaac, and below that, multiverse cartographer. He turned the page and wrote, Venus, 2316, original divergent incident, Henry VIII gets a son on the first try. Joseph and Arthur watched him write it, and Joseph asked, May I see thy log? At first, Charles hesitated, then he realized Joseph was asking to see his notebook. Oh, sure, yeah, no problem. He handed it to him and explained, It's a phrase I remember my parents saying one night, an original divergent incident between two universes. Joseph flipped through the first two pages and saw that the third page was blank. He said, So short? Charles shrugged and said, This is my first adventure. Joseph closed the book, handed it to Charles, and said, Well, congratulations, then, and welcome. Charles said, Arthur, if you don't mind my asking, what was the rest of that story you were talking about? Arthur looked to young Joseph for approval. Joseph shrugged, so Arthur explained. At which hour I was his age, my mentor was a sir named Edgar Fathom. That gent toldeth me that the real reason wherefore we art hither making Venus habitable is because those gents wanted to breed a new race of intelligent beings. In 1953, the reticulans arrived. We calleth those folk the Greys. Charles said, I'm familiar with the Greys. Arthur said, Valorous. Those gents art from another galaxy, but cometh to ours by way of the reticuli. The richest mistress in the world hath fallen in love with the Grey ambassador. The two of those folk could not hast children, being such distant kin as to be as different races, species, everything. Those gents wanted to hast the issue. But those gents did not want their issue to beest called half this or half that. So those gents must maketh his kind the norm. Those gents must buildeth the world like the earth, and maketh the dominant life form their own issue, a half breed of humans and greys. Joseph interjected, Now thee see wherefore I believe to beest hogwash. Arthur ignored him, continuing. "'Twas the technology of the Greys plus the lady's wealth, power, and influence that made Samuel's vision possible. Oh, that gent hats the vision all right, but the Greys had actually done tear. Those told it the gent how to do it. Joseph rolled his eyes. "'Ceases with me. None of this will be as spoken from mine lips to the next generation's ears.' Arthur seemed a bit upset, though still good-natured. He said, And wherefore is it those gents won't sendeth any females? It's at each moment the same, joyous midlife. Now raisest thy replacement. Forsook such a high risk we might both perish. Wherefore don't those gents alloweth us buildeth a colony? I understand you not. Because those gents don't want any humans mucking the lodging up after we're through. Joseph said, No, no. 
It's because the resources aren't slim. Arthur gave up. Charles said, So, uh, if that door opens up again, is there any chance you could help me get back through? Arthur nodded and said, We've got a ladder we can rig up to the chariot. Joseph said, I'm keeping an eye on it. What was like, whither thee cameth from? Charles told Joseph and Arthur the story of the coffee house, and even the story of his parents disappearing and meeting Isaac and Clara. Joseph was particularly interested in the Tridentisex system. They ate an elaborate salad, Arthur explaining that the ingredients had come from other domes strategically placed throughout the surface of Venus, each with a biome anticipating the sort of weather that the area could expect in about another 200 years. At which time, if all goes according to plan, they would remove the dome and simply let the biome spread. Eventually, Joseph and Arthur grew tired and excused themselves to sleep in a log cabin nearby, which one of their predecessor duos had built a century or so earlier. Charles, having been recently unconscious, was too wired to sleep and wandered the forest instead. Thank <laughs> you.